0: When I first came forward, when all of this started happening, I went for help when I was getting death threats. E Carroll just did a huge money grab; uh, she got over eighty million
1: dollars. Trump defended himself and said, "No, I didn't do that." Now Biden has also defended himself and said, "No, I didn't do that." Why don't you uh, sue Biden for defamation? Do
2: do uh, the same
1: money grab?
2: Yeah, let let me answer that. Um... <laughs>
1: Well, Joe Biden has his own E. Jean Carroll, and her name is Tara Reid. Except Tara Reid is claiming the FBI actually got involved in shutting her accusations down against Joe Biden. Now, of course. E. Jean Carroll is the one who just walked away with $83 million for suing Donald Trump for defamation after he said that he did not do anything with her. She claimed that he had raped her in a dressing room. Now, it's interesting that Tara Reid and E. Jean Carroll's accusations against Trump and Biden are so, such similar stories as to what these guys did. They both say that Biden in 1993, and then Trump also in the 90s, uh, threw them against the wall and stuck his, his fingers into their body. Um, so what? who's really telling the truth? Is anyone telling the truth? I interviewed Tara Reed for Vigilant News to figure out what's really going on here. Take a look. I read that you're accusing the FBI of violating your First and Fourth Amendment rights. How did you find out what the FBI was doing, Tara?
0: Well, you know, um, thank you, first of all, for having me on the show. I really appreciate it um, and being allowed to tell my you know, part of this, this history that's happened. Um, the FBI, you know, via the DOJ, um, has been very weaponized. And I think there's been a lot of discussion about that on on Capitol Hill with the hearings exposing how politicized and weapons, weaponized it's been under the Biden regime. However, when I discovered it, I discovered it earlier um, than some of the things that are being exposed now in covert and overt ways. There were things that happening to me like I was being targeted with criminal, possible criminal um, charges like uh And I was being contacted through social media um, by different people. And when all of this first came forward in 2019, when I first came forward, and when all of this started happening, I went for help when I was getting death threats, right? I was thinking this was coming from the outside, you know, maybe someone unhinged or, you know, a bad actor or whatever. So I did what any normal citizen would do, and I went to the FBI for help little did I know that the FBI was targeting me. Um, The Biden administration had, you know, named me as a Russian asset back in um, 2019. And um, it went from there. And John can describe some of the Dr. Levy can describe some of the ways that they go about doing that in the technical way to Well, the 2019 was
1: before the Biden administration, though.
0: 2019 was before, but the Biden campaign had started. And so by the time that all of the the first thing they did was label me a Russian asset. And then in 2020, when Biden was elected, that gave them purview um, to do what's called a FISA hearing where they can do warrantless searches and surveillance. And John can describe that a little bit better. But unbeknownst to me, this was all kind of um, going, you know, starting to happen on the roll, if you will. So I went to the FBI for help, didn't get it, went, um, and then as things progressed and Biden became president, um, it became clear that I was a target. Um, Then a sealed case came forward in 2020 from the DOJ through the FBI, and um, the only reason I knew about it, because it was a sealed case, is that a Twitter attorney reached out to me and said, here's the sealed warrant, gave me the sealed warrant that the DOJ had but to get all my Twitter communications. And they also, in his conversation, told me that all of my communications, meaning emails, any other social media I had, was being looked at by the FBI. Um, That's And so wild. all this was, you know, to what end? Well, to find out who I was talking to and what I was doing, probably, most likely— Um, And then also it was to terrorize me and intimidate me. And it was very intimidating, particularly um, feeling like when I was trying to tell the truth, suddenly the government was coming after me Um, now that Biden had the full powers of the presidency. And he was able to weaponize the DOJ and FBI at will.
1: Thank you to the sponsor of my coverage, National Gold Group. Gold has soared past 2,100 an ounce in 2023. Donald Trump recently warned the U.S. dollar, no longer being the world standard, will be the greatest defeat in 200 years. Military conflicts in Israel, Ukraine, and Yemen, plus rate cuts on the table, are fueling gold's meteoric rise. Several major banks are also forecasting sizable rate cuts in an election year. Some say this is biden's hail mary attempt to keep the white house meanwhile our national debt is skyrocketing higher there's a direct correlation to the national debt and the price of gold in 2020 the u.s debt was 23 trillion and gold was 1500 an ounce Now in 2023, 33 trillion in debt and gold is over 2000 an ounce. Why are so many Americans adding physical gold and silver to their portfolios and retirement plans? Learn more. Call America's own precious metals company. The National Gold Group today mentioned my channel, Ivory Hacker. You'll always get best in class service from America's conservative precious metals leader. National Gold Group has the IRA fee waiver program on qualifying rollovers. Call 888-617-5927. Get a free investor guide today. National Gold Group is a consumer affairs top rated gold IRA dealer. 888-617-5927. Now I was wondering if Tara came forward to mimic Eugene Carroll or did perhaps E. Jean Carroll come forward to mimic Tara's story uh, because they both had such similar stories, both coming out in 2019. But Tara Reid said that she was incentivized to come forward with her story after several other women in 2019 told stories of, of, joe biden creepily touching them so it looks like according to the associated press that tara reed came forward with her story of joe biden creepily touching her in april of 2019 But then later on, she went more in depth and said that he actually basically seriously sexually assaulted her. E. Jean Carroll came forward in July, according to a recent CNN report. CNN, by the way, just today reporting that the judge has denied Trump's motion to motion for a mistrial in the E. Jean Carroll defamation case. But the story talks about how she came forward in June of 2019 with her accusations of rape against Trump, saying that Trump raped her in the 1990s. Why didn't she come forward sooner? That's the question that everyone asks. Now, Tara is saying that she did come forward right away. She filed a complaint with Congress for Joe Biden's treatment of her as a sitting senator. The complaint from Reed and her attorney on the Gateway Pundit includes a link to a YouTube video in which... It is alleged that Tara Reid's mother called into Larry King Live back in August of 1993 to talk about the dilemma her daughter was in with the harassment at Joe Biden's office and filing a complaint and nothing being done about it. Just take a listen. There's, there's a link to the actual Larry King Live call. Here it is. We're back. A couple more phone calls on this very important topic. Our guests are former United States Senator Howard Baker. Richard Allen, former National Security Advisor, and Lois Romano of The Washington Post. San Luis Obispo, California, hello.
0: Yes, hello. Um, I'm wondering what um, uh, a a staffer uh, would do besides go to the press in Washington. My daughter has just left there uh, after working for a prominent senator and could not get through with her problems at all. And the only thing she could have done was go to the press, and she chose not to do it out of respect for him.
1: Or she had a story to tell, but out of respect for the person she worked for, she didn't tell it. That's true. Well, now, but these are the people who do come to the Lois Romanos, right? The staff okay. worker who says, I want to let you know about what's going this on, either going with on my boss I'm or troubled. the guy down the hall. Mm-hmm. And a lot of these people have a sense of obligation. They feel that this public official should be accountable if it's something whistleblowers to the press. Exactly. That is pretty compelling. I mean, there's... There's no mention of Tara Reid's name, though. Was it really a call from Tara Reid's mom about Tara Reid or was it completely separate? Who knows? But I don't know. I tend to believe that something may have may have gone down. And I just wonder if E. Jean Carroll copied Tara Reid's story. Just to refresh your memory on who E. Jean Carroll is, she did the most uncomfortable interview of all time with CNN's Anderson Cooper Watch.
2: You don't feel like a victim.
0: I was not thrown on the ground and ravished. Which, the word rape carries so many sexual connotations. This was not, this was not sexual it just it it hurt it just what it just you know
2: but i think most people think of rape as a i mean it is a violent assault it is not i a think sexual. most
0: people think of rape as being sexy mm.
2: let's take a short break think
0: of the fantasies
2: mm. we've going to take a quick break if you can stick around we'll talk more on the
0: other side you're fascinating to talk to <laughs>
1: So I sat down with Tara Reed and her attorney, Jonathan Levy. Um, Tara, both of them have, are, are in Europe. I guess Tara escaped to Europe. She felt so attacked by the FBI. That's her story. And he is apparently in the UK. She's in, in Russia. But. I sat down with them for Vigilant News. I asked them about the comparison between Tara and E. Jean Carroll. Why would you come forward again, uh, this, this much later? Was it because of E. Jean Carroll? E. Jean Carroll also surfaced in, in 2019 and her story is very similar to yours.
0: I, when I came forward in 2019, Joe Biden wasn't quite, um, the final candidate, but the Me Too movement, if you recall, was at its height with Time's Up. And, um, you know, there was seven women that came forward um, about Joe Biden's inappropriate behavior. And one of them, you know, actually two of them were really smeared by the press and my daughter had seen that. And she was an adult at this time. And so, you know, we had a conversation and I said, look, you know, this is, this is important. I think I need to speak up because they're smearing these women. One of them, Lucy Flores was a, a, a democratic, um, you know, a uh, politician And um, she had complained about Biden and they were just tearing her apart. And one of the things that they said, um, which was really, um, you know, on air, they said that no former Biden staff had come forward. And a friend of mine that knew me from D.C. called me and she knew about what happened. because I had told her contemporaneously in 1993. And she said, Tara. And I go, yeah, I know. And so I talked to my daughter and I said, "Okay, I'm going to do this. I had no idea. I knew it would be difficult, but I thought I would have the Me Too movement. I thought I would have Time's Up, that legal defense fund, um, which now, as everyone knows, Time's Up was broken down for its corruption and was actually a catch and kill for elite Democrats. And those people had to resign in disgrace, including Roberta Kaplan, who coincidentally is representing Eugene Carroll. But we can get back to that. So So I thought I would have this protection, If I came forward and I did not, as America could see, I was basically used as target practice by the legacy media and the Biden campaign went at me with everything they had and they spent actually, they spent money on it. I'm
1: sorry. That's bizarre that me too. Didn't have your back. Now, uh, these stories that that surface decades later, I mean, yours at this point is more than 30 years ago. A lot of people doubt whether these stories are true, and many people doubt E. Jean Carroll's story, which again is remarkably similar to yours. Now, your case happened before the whole uh, Bill Clinton, Monica Lewinsky saga, uh, yet yours was so hidden compared to the the showdown with Clinton and Lewinsky. So, which casts more doubt if your story is true? Why wasn't uh, Why wasn't Biden raked through the coals back then like Clinton was? What's your
0: answer? Well, because I came forward, um, I started to, and then I was fired, and um, and the paperwork that I filed is uh, in the University of Delaware sealed, and Biden will not release it. And um, Evelyn Lieberman was the press secretary. Her assistant came up to me um, when he knew I filed the paper, and he said, "Tara, we will effing destroy you." Um, you know, I don't want to drop the F bomb on your show. So, but that's what he said, word for word. And I was in my twenties. That was a very scary thing to say. So I shut down. I, I was, and I, and I was fired. So there was really nothing for me to do, but to go on with my life at that time in 1993. And, um, you know, it was a very different atmosphere in 1993. It was very difficult to come forward about anything of such, of, magnitude. Particularly, you have to remember Senator Biden at that point was the chairman of the foreign relations, chairman of the judiciary. He was a very powerful person even then. And um, you know, so I went on with my life, but I did tell people contem- contem- contemporaneously, my mother, my brother, um, another witness, a friend that had been in D.C. and then later on a law school friend. It was an illegal document um, during my divorce. Um, there was reference to it. There's reference to it with the Larry King call. I had a lot of contemporaneous evidence that would have come forward had this ever been investigated properly, which it never was. So in 2019, when I saw these women getting smeared and I decided to come forward, I didn't really, I wasn't prepared um, for what happened. And I certainly couldn't have predicted that the FBI and DOJ would would have, you know, used me as a target. I didn't expect that.
1: By the way, the Vigilant News, lower Third calls her a sexual abuse victim. I would have written sexual abuse accuser. It's objective to call her an accuser because we don't know for sure who's a victim and who's. But what we do know is that she's making an accusation. Same with E. Jean Carroll. I would never call E. Jean Carroll a victim. I would call her an accuser. So Tara is suing the FBI for $10 million for what she says that the FBI did against her to try to shut her down for apparently damaging Biden's campaign. I was asking, okay, why don't you just do the money grab that E. Jean Carroll did? Is uh, I mean, is this a money grab? What's going on? But why not do the money grab that E. Jean Carroll did against Trump if... E. Jean Carroll just walked away with 83 million for simply accusing Trump of hurting her reputation by denying her accusations. Tara could say that Joe Biden damaged her reputation as well. So I asked them about that as well. You've got this story of being slammed against the wall with, you know, Biden doing exactly what E. Jean Carroll said Trump did with, with his hand. Now, E. Jean Carroll just did a huge money grab. Uh, she got over eighty million dollars for accusing Trump of defamation. When Trump defended himself and said, "No, I didn't do that." Now Biden has also defended him. Phillips said, "No, I didn't do that." Why don't you uh, sue Biden for defamation? Do do uh, the same money grab? And did your new lawsuit you just filed is this? Uh, did did Egene Carroll inspire this this brand new lawsuit?
2: Yeah. Let let me answer that. Um... In the case of E. Jean Carroll, there's a big distinction here. E. Jean Carroll did not make a contemporaneous report to authority. So I don't think factually, yeah, there was, it was alleged uh, sexual assault, but factually these cases are different. Now, as far as Tara's case against Joe Biden, the statute of limitations has run in the District of Columbia. Uh, e. Jean Carroll came under in under a special waiver of the statute of limitations that seems a loophole that was created seemingly just for her uh, to file a lawsuit. You you normally can't file what are called stale claims because you have no way to defend yourself if you're accused. Oh, you did this 30 years ago. How do you defend that? So we can't sue Joe Biden, but we sure can sue the FBI for what they did to Tara when she just wanted to speak up about this. When Tara came forward in 2019, there's another distinction. She didn't go in it for the money. This is not a money grab. Um, people have asked us, why didn't we also seek $80 million plus like Eugene Carroll? Because we're not E. Jean Carroll. We're suing the FBI. And in this case, we have to follow the law, which is we have to ask for damages that we could justify. So that, that's what we're looking at. And, uh, you know, if the, if, and this totally is about Things that have happened since 2019. So there, there's the distinction right there. It's not an E. Jean Carroll case at all.
1: It's it's interesting how differently uh, your case is being treated by the media, by the Me Too movement, even though even though the story of of what happened is so similar. It is interesting that in Tara's case, it doesn't seem like she was embraced by the Me Too movement. Although I did look at some CNN coverage of her and CNN did seem to do some really in-depth coverage of her in 2020, a very long article that they published going deep into her history, how she grew up in Northern Wisconsin, which is weird. That's where I grew up anyways, uh, CNN says here, but victims of domestic and sexual violence do not always tell consistent stories about their abuser and their experiences. It is also not uncommon for victims to not discuss their abuses, even with close family or, or friends. Sometimes they have even praised the individual that they later accuse of assaulting as Reed has with Biden. So CNN seems to be giving her the benefit of the doubt here, rather than, bashing her for her accusations. So it's not like the mainstream media just totally bashed her, but they are investigating her accusations. CNN shows an old photo from her of her from the 90s. So they're talking to old coworkers. They're doing a serious investigation here. CNN uh, talks to this woman, Lentz, uh, about whether she remembers her complaining once said, quote, there was drama with her work. I can see flashes of her talking to me. She wasn't having a great time at work. CNN says Reid appears to have told Dronin, her ex-husband, about issues she had while working for Biden in ninety in the 1996 court records. Dronin says that Reid related a problem that she was having at work regarding sexual harassment in the U.S. Senator Joe Biden's office. On multiple occasions, uh, the document does not however, state who perpetrated the alleged harassment and it also does not mention sexual assault. It goes on to say that she was struggling in her work and she couldn't handle the workload they were giving her. And then another person who talked to CNN says no joke, she was struggling because she was dealing with this sexual harassment, which which me- messes with your health, your mental health. There's this debate as to why she ended up ultimately leaving her workplace with Joe Biden. The new complaint filed against the FBI for $10 million um, was published in its entirety by the Gateway Pundit. You can go a link down in my description to read that complaint, but it's a claim for damage, injury, or death. When you look through this complaint, page seven, it discusses Tara's allegations against the uh, the FBI and others for beginning to target her Once she comes forward, she claims she filed a complaint right away in the 90s. Nothing happened. But once she heard in 2019 that other women were coming forward against Biden, she decided to come forward too. Since she seems to have the most serious allegation against him, she is claiming that she really got targeted for that allegation because it could have taken down Biden's campaign. Um, He wasn't the official nominee yet when she came forward, but he was kind of projected to be. Now, page seven of, of her complaint published on Gateway Pundit says, between May and November of 2020, Operation Cassandra caused the Monterey County Sheriff's District Attorney to open a felony perjury investigation of Tara, which was duly reported to the press. She is calling uh, the FBI tire getting of her Operation Cassandra. So she's saying the FBI caused the DA in Monterey County, California to come after her with this fake perjury. It says uh, the alleged crime was that while truthfully testifying as a domestic violence advocate, Tara had allegedly perjured herself by claims that she had a bachelor's degree from Antioch University. This, however, was equated with felony perjury, even though it was uncontroverted that Tara also possessed a law degree. Only after Tara was forced to retain counsel, the false allegations were retracted and the state criminal investigation closed utilizing the planted media articles, the corrupt investigation by the Monterey County district attorney and the testimony of the so-called witnesses cited in the articles, operation Cassandra attempted to obtain warrants from state and federal courts, including FISA to wiretap search and seize, seize information and property from Tara. This was the same tactic used in Operation Crossfire Hurricane when the steel dossier uh, planted with the media by Hillary Clinton in the FBI was used to obtain a FISA warrant against Tr- the Trump campaign. Tara's communications, phone, wireless internet, social media, email were surveilled, as was her person and her daughter, with who she maintained a close relationship the active surveillance did not cease until Tara removed herself from the united states in spring of 2023 and her accounts continue to be monitored including communications with her lawyer and daughter in 2020, unknown to Tara, she became the target of a fel- federal grand jury sitting in Sacramento, California. The grand jury subpoenaed Tara's social media, phone cell, email, postal, and internet records. Her banking and financial records were also probed. Tara only discovered she was the target of a grand jury when the FBI leaked that information to her via its relationship with Twitter infra in order to further intimidate her. Tara was given the impression that Twitter was resisting the grand jury subpoena when, in fact, the FBI and Twitter had a close working relationship. It goes further, but anyway, I'll scroll down and show you. The end of this complaint shows has a copy of this federal grand jury subpoena, subpoenaing Twitter in 2020 for her records uh, uh, related to her twitter handle it says there now a lot of people on social media are saying that this is a fake subpoena and i don't know if it is but it's a something about it i mean it's signed here by keith holland there's a signature the clerk uh, or deputy clerk something about it does look fake but i don't know it just looks like too perfect of a photocopy to be real but it could be real um and then there is a copy of an email from the fbi at at the bottom the final page of this filing is an email from the fbi now this the email looks like that looks like a real copy of an email to me you can see the agent's email address it says miss reed thank you for passing this along i've assigned this matter to special agent catalano he will be reaching out to you sometime today to discuss this in more detail and setting up time to meet in person etc cetera, etc cetera. now that was May of 2020, that email from the FBI. Now she says that she reached out to the FBI because she, f- weird things were happening with her, uh, her computer and things. And she felt, you know, someone was after her. So she, she reaches out to the FBI about it. And then she goes on to say that it was actually the FBI the whole time who was doing this stuff. So maybe she did reach out to the FBI. And there's the response email from the FBI but I'm not sure whether what to believe about the whole story of the FBI targeting her. But she says she went on to escape to Russia because of that. NPR actually interviewed, um, white house national security spokesperson, John Kirby about her. Kirby said it It would be difficult to say if Reid's allegations against Biden had anything to do with her affinity for Russia, but added that her claim that her life was at risk by the U.S. government is absolutely false, baseless. There's nothing to that, he said, um, because apparently she escaped to Russia to preserve her life. But other people are saying, no, she's just obsessed with Russia. Who knows? It, uh, NPR goes on to say months before the 2020 presidential election, Reid publicly accused Biden of sexually assaulting her while she was a junior staffer in his Senate office in the early 90s. Reid said she never disclosed the assault to other members of Biden's staff, but that she fi- filed a complaint about harassment and was later fired. Several people close to Reed have said that she told them about the alleged assaults at the time. I just wonder if Eugene Carroll copied Tara Reid's story or are both stories made up? Me too is a big thing. And Tara was just shocked that the me too movement didn't embrace her. Like it embraced E. Jean Carroll. Tara Reid came out before E. Jean Carroll. So I don't know. I don't know what to believe, but let me know what you guys think in the comments below.